Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace of today. We thank you for the privilege of going back in time and this special service of retro praise. Accept our praise in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go into your word this morning, Lord, we ask that you come and direct us in the name of Jesus. That it is you that you will speak through me. Father, let no flesh operate through me this morning in the name of Jesus. Like the divine word from the throne room of grace, let it come out and touch your people this morning. And as we have come, we will not go back the same. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for Jesus this morning? Bible says to us in Mark 2, 17, New King James Version, it says, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician. I know you did not. It says, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Is it in your Bible? My question to you, people of God, why have you come to church this morning? Some have come to show how God has blessed them. Some have come to display their new car, a new outfit, a new job, promotion. Now that is good, there's nothing wrong with that. That is what God promised you. But there are some of us here because we have reached our last bus stop. There are some of us here because the bottom is about to drop out of what we have been expecting. There are some of us here because it is not just adding up. There are some of us here and we're about to give up. There are some of us here that we're asking God, why? What is happening? How come what you have for me is not coming together? This service is for you. To those who are doing well, I congratulate you. You can sit and listen to the message. If you are somewhere out there and you are listening to my voice, you can also sit, you can listen to the message because you can encourage someone. But for those of us here that we are broken, those of us that we feel rejected, those of us that are going through dejection now, I say and I repeat, this service is for you because God has sent me to you this morning and he has said to me that I should read one verse of scripture to you that will help you to situate this morning where he wants you to be and that scripture is found in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and I'll read to you from the New King James Version and read with me, it says, and God. Come on, I don't like that. Please be with me this one. He said, and what? And, and who? I beg your pardon. And who? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. My slide. Yeah, 
the God of all grace, I beg your pardon, the God of all grace, the God of all grace. Father, again, we thank you for this opportunity to go into your scripture. We ask that you will lead us and we will speak your heart this morning in the name of Jesus. And it will be well with the brethren. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. As I said, I bring you the word of God that I've titled God of all grace. All week long, this scripture and the concept of grace has been very heavy on my mind. And I believe God wants us to visit that subject. It was the theme of our last Monday's prayer group, and which holds every Monday at 6 p.m. And please, those of you who don't come on, yes, we have a prayer meeting in the morning at 6, and we have another in the evening at 6 p.m. Started with the Grace, uh, the Grace Assembly Island Church, Gatic, but it's open to all members of, the, of Grace Assembly, Please come and partake of the grace that we are enjoying. 6 p.m. every Monday uh, evening. Just tuning and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So what is it about grace this morning? And why is it worth examining? After all, at the end of every service, what do we recite? We recite our Tenet. Can you help me with that tenet this morning? Do you have it, Grace Assembly, um, uh, Multimedia, please? Read with me, or let's recite our tenet again. What does it say? We believe in the God of grace. We rely on the grace of God. So the God of grace gives us his grace always to win the race. Moreover, this assembly of children of God is known as what? Grace Assembly. However, many of us have not paused to deeply reflect on the implications of grace upon our lives. How many of us understand and fully operate in its dimensions, in the totality of its dimension? May God grant us the much needed understanding this morning in the name of Jesus. Let me take this message further by establishing that there is a difference between faith and grace. Hello? There's a difference between grace and faith and grace. Now, faith is the currency of every believer because the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Is that in your Bible? Yeah. God, faith is something that you walk. Hello? Faith is about you, but grace is about God. If you want to clap, please clap. Thank you. Faith is about you. You work your faith. The stronger you are as a believer, the stronger your faith ought to be. But sometimes the faith doesn't work anymore. Sometimes you have lost hope. Sometimes it's not coming together despite the strong faith that you have. God had anticipated, has anticipated such a situation and he created what is called grace. That when faith fails you, grace kicks in. Did you hear that? When faith fails you, grace kicks in. And don't get all sanctimonious on me. The best of us, faith fails us at times. 
concerning Jesus, even when he, he, he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed. And he said, if only, if only this cup, you can remove it from me. However, not my will, but yours. Even when on the cross, he shouted, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? So, it is not unchristianly and it is not uncommon for faith to fail you at times, no matter how good you are as a Christian. I was reading Pastor Adeboe when he lost his son, a great soldier of Christ, and he was in despair. And he said, it was only one of his daughters in the Lord and said, Daddy, let God carry you. Did you read that? What do you think kicked in? Grace kicked in at that time. When you lost your mother, maybe you'd have said to yourself, after all the work that I do for ch in church, after coordinating the, the men's fellowship, after working in the uh, uh, leading G-force, and then I lost my mom. And maybe faith almost failed you. You are asking yourself, what did I do wrong? Just when I was about to break through and give this woman the best of her life, she died. But guess what? When faith seemed to run low, grace kicked in. That is why we are still standing. Church, are you still with me this morning? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. But for it, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. I'm reading from Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. And by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that things were seen, so that things which are seen were made from things which are not visible or made visible. Grace, on the other hand, that I said to you, is described as the unmerited favor of God. You didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to pay a dime for you. Nobody preached grace for you. Grace was in existence even before faith came in. That was the design of God. And I will show you in the scripture this morning. Hmm. I looked in the Bible and I said, where is the definition of grace? Expressly defined the same way that um, grace, uh, the same way that faith was defined. And I didn't see it. Rather, it was inferred. It was simply implied as the goodness of God, our creator towards us. Hello? He says, while, while, while we walk, I said, while we walk our faith, Grace is the power of God walking through us. While we walk our faith, grace is the power of faith. Uh, grace is the power of God walking through us. Now, if you consider the fact that the power of God is limitless, it is boundless, it means that the power that is walking to you, in you through grace is limitless. It has no boundaries. It cannot be contained. It cannot be measured. It is impossible to be restrained. And you will see, I pray that the grace of God will be unleashed mightily towards you in the name of Jesus. 
Now let us take it further by connecting faith and grace by reading this text. In Ephesians 2 verse 8, and this is the closest definition I have to grace. It says in Ephesians 2 by verse 8, it said, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Grace in your life is the gift of God. Some of you wondered, I think it was my sister, you were saying, that, yes, you were saying one day, I think it was on the Wednesday service, and you talked about how you came to church, yeah, you, yes, you talked about how you came to church, that you didn't even know about Grace Assembly, you were in a bus, and you were looking for a church to worship, you, you said that on a Wednesday, and you, on a Sunday, it was a Sunday service, and you stopped at the bus stop, and that bus stop, what's it called, what's the bus stop? First bank is not first bank. That bus stop is called Grace Bus Stop. You know why? Some of you, let me answer, let me, let me explain to you why you are in the, this church. You are probably maybe in one church. You thought you were doing well. Somehow or the other, God uprooted you and planted you in this church because you know why? This is the headquarters of Grace. And God knew that you needed grace. That he knew you needed grace in your life. My sister, that's why you're here. Not like the place you were, it was not good or it's still not good. But God knew that the measure of grace that he needed for you to do what you need to do is big. And he brought you to the very headquarters of grace. Enjoy, revel in the grace. Now, as Christians, to operate successfully, we need a combination of faith and grace. It is like a cell phone, and I brought my cell phone onto the planet. You need a cell phone and you need a network. No matter how sophisticated your phone is, what is the latest iPhone? iPhone 14 Pro. Some of you are still on iPhone 5 or iPhone 4. <laughs> is iPhone what? 14 Pro, no matter how sophisticated your gadget is, if there is no network, you cannot operate. And no matter how sophisticated your network is, if there is no telephone, you cannot operate. So therefore, faith and grace operate together. Faith is, an is like an application on your phone and the operating system. How many of us know about what you call iOS? The Apple operating system is known as iOS and that of maybe Samsung and the other is known as what? Android. Without an operating system, your application cannot work. When you click on WhatsApp, it's an application. When you click on your text message, it's an application. When you click on Gmail or whatever, it is an application. When you click on Microsoft Word, it is an application. It needs an operating system for it to function. So while faith can be your application, grace is your operating system. Are you, you are not sure, that's why you are not clapping. If you don't want to clap, don't clap. You are not clapping for me, but you are clapping for God. Are we learning something this morning? Now, let me show you. 
that this is the grace that Apostle Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 9 verse 8 says that God is able to make all that grace abound towards you. All that grace. Did he say some of that grace? Did he say half of that grace? Did he say a quarter of that grace? He said all that grace. That is what I release towards you. And you know what I like about it? It says abound. Abound. What does that mean? Abound in this context means racing towards you. It means that wherever you are standing, wherever you are situated, you are situated in grief. You are situated in poverty. You are situated in ill health. You are situated in family challenges. You are situated in marital challenges. You are situated in barrenness. He can come and hit you there with all grace. All grace. Stop, stop running from pillar to post. This is the word of God that I bring to you. Stop running from pillar to gold. He says the blessings of a man, it will pursue him and will overtake. When you are running from one mountain to the other, you are drinking all kinds of oil. That's not scriptural. Because if you know the word of God, if you stand on this word, he says he abounds towards you, which means that I release it and I release it with force and I release it quickly in the name of Jesus. Inside the grace, I will show you because I'm going to talk about what I talked about, the dimensions of grace. Inside that grace, now hear me, church, hear me well. Dimensions of grace, there is salvation. Because in Ephesians 2 verse 8, the same scripture that we read, it said, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. You are not saved by yourself. It was Christ that saved you. There's no other foundation that can be laid except the one that has been laid by Christ Jesus. Pastor, am I lying? That's the word of God. No other. Are you listening to me? Dimensions of faith. One, salvation. Hello. Number two, helper. Because in Hebrews 4, 16, he said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Does anybody have a need here? Does anybody have a need? You, you can act cool. I have my own needle. Forget about all of this. So. Come on, guys. Let's be real. Forget about this one. Forget about what is outside. All that one doesn't count. Oh. Hello? Queen died. Nothing carried away. Oh. Hello? So, I am asking you, I need help. I need help. There are things that I'm dealing with that they seem to be too strong for me. I need what? Help. Tell your brother, help will come. Preach to your sister, help is on his way. In Romans 16, 14, grace is a restorer. For it says, sin, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Again, in the name of Jesus. For you are not under law, but you are under what? Grace. Hello. 
<laughs> Hello. Oh, come on. Please give me my wallet. I need to give an offering to God this morning because if God can do this for me, even me, that I'm preaching the word, what I want to be a blessing to God. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus this morning. God, through grace, number what? Number four, I believe, has the power to be a deliverer. Because in Ephesians 2 verse 5, he says, even when we were dead in trespass, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In John 1.16, and it says, in John 1.16, it says, and of his fullness, we have all received and grace for what? Grace. So you have received power. You have received power. You have received grace for power. Bible says that you shall declare a thing and it shall come to power. Pass. What do you think is operational? It is the grace of God. I like faith. I'm a man of faith. But I am also a man of grace. May grace help us in the name of Jesus. In, in Corinthians and 3 verses, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7, it says, grace also gives us power to overcome weakness. It says, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I plead with the Lord three times that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Does any one of us have a weak point here? You know, when you have a weak point, my sister, the world condemns you. But Christ is saying that when you have a weak point, that is what I'm going to use as a source of my strength. You know, when, when the world comes to you and talks to you about your weakness, they use it to shame you. They use it to mock you. They use it to ridicule you. But Christ is saying that I should tell you this morning that whatever weakness that you're dealing with, he will use that weakness as a strong point for you in the name of Jesus. That that weakness is a strong, is a, is a source of power. I like this. In, in Philippians 4, 13, it tells me that grace is an enabler. Grace enables me. Give me Philippians 4, 16, 13. No, first give me in the New King James Version. New King James Version. It says here, are you with me? Read with me. I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. Grace is an enabler. If there's something you want to do, you have not been able to do it, grace can help you deliver it. Hallelujah. And in, in the same scripture in the Amplified uh, Classic says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me. This side want to clap. This side doesn't want to clap. If you want to clap, clap. You don't need them to clap. You don't need them to clap. 
Let me tell you, we have all come to church differently. We have come with different needs. You understand me? Your problem may be a small problem. That's why you're sitting pretty, you're crossing your leg, and you're looking at your watch and you're saying, come on, guy, let me go because I want to hit Sheraton. I want to go and have lunch with my family. Some of us, we got nothing to eat this afternoon. We are only believing that the grace of God and what Grace Assembly is going to provide for lunch. That person can feel me this morning. Hallelujah. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Now therefore, brethren, therefore, this evening, this afternoon, this morning, I beg your pardon, what are we going to do? I said to you that before faith, grace was in, already in operation. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That's grace in operation. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a hope and to give you an expected end. But I like this. I like this very much. In Romans 8, 28 to 30, it says, give me a new King James Version, yeah. He says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And people are going to say, link this scripture up for me. Why are you talking about grace? Give me the next verse, 29. 29. He says, for whom he foreknew. He foreknew even before you knew yourself he knew you even before the first word of faith was preached to you he knew you he didn't depend on the quantum of your faith to foreknow you and therefore why did he do that because he predestined you even without a measure of faith he predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn amongst the brethren verse 30 give it to me verse 30 please multimedia verse 30 moreover whom he predestined these he also called he did not call you because of your faith he called you because of your grace whom he called this he also justified and whom he justified he will also glorify as I said before faith God had grace and even when faith fails you God has guaranteed a safety net for you it's called grace so why then do we as Christians fret by fretting, we do not just deny the faith of God, we also deny the grace of God. When you fret, and we're about to recite the tenet, don't recite it, because you are denying the power of God. When you say, we believe in the God of grace, we rely on the grace of God. When you are fretting, you are negating what you are saying. 
No matter how difficult the challenge is for you, there is a God of all grace that is operational in your life. There's, no matter how big your problem is, it can never be bigger than the grace of God. There's one song we used to sing then. It said, how does it say? Um, the, something is so wide, you can never get over it. So low, you can never get under it. So high, you I can never get over it. it. Oh, wonderful God. God. Let's take that thing for me. So wonderful God's love is so wonderful God's love is so wonderful oh wonderful God so high so high I can't get over it so low I can't get under it so Let me complete that um, scripture. Let me go back to where I started, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And it says, And God is able to make all abundance towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things, you may have an abundance for the good work. I want to examine that scripture in the Amplified Classic, and I want to break it down as I bring this message to a close. Give me the Amplified Version. It says, And God is able to make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. If you can't say amen for yourself, I might want to say amen for you. Let me read it to you again. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, the Amplified Classic, it says, and God is able to make all grace, including every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance. So that you, 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 that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficiency. Possessing enough to require no aid or support. And furnished in abundance in every good work and charitable donation. Amplified. So the operational word there, God is able to make, he's able to manufacture, he's able to produce. We say God is not a magician, but God can conjure. He has all power. So he can conjure every favor, every earthly blessing. He can make it come to you instead of you pursuing it. And not make it come to you in a small measure. It can make it come to you in abundance. Not sometimes, but always. Under all circumstances. In poverty. In wealth. In promotion. In demotion. In sadness. In joy. In success. In failure. He can cause everything every time to come to you under all circumstances and give you whatever you need. P. 
people of God, God is sufficient for you. You may be here this morning and you're going through trials and tribulations. You are scared what the future holds. I can tell you what the future holds because God has told me in his word, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, that all grace will abound towards me in whatever situation. This morning, I want you to stand. There are some of us that need to cry out this morning and say, God, my faith has failed me. I want your grace to kick in. I want to feel the abundance of your grace this morning. My faith has failed me completely. Help me, Lord. The Bible says that when the cries of the children of Israel came up to him in Egypt, he spoke to Moses and said, I have heard their cries. Faith, my faith has failed me. I don't know the next thing I'm going to do. That is why I am in church this morning. I am in church to walk in your grace. You have told me that there is an abundance of grace. Let that grace abound towards me this morning. I want you to pray that Lord open my eyes. Because when there is grace, there is also provision. What you are going through, God has the way out. But the pain that you are suffering has not allowed you to open your eyes to the provision that God has made. I want you to open your minds. I want you to lift up your eyes. Because there is grace. If there is grace, it means that there is a way out. And God say, you need not be in that challenge. My grace is sufficient for you. No matter what you are doing, you are going through. Some of us are owing. God says to tell you, my grace is sufficient for you. Some of us will have health challenges. My grace is sufficient for you. Some of us, the numbers are not adding up. He says, I should tell you, my grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you are going through this morning, my grace is sufficient for you. Tap into that grace this morning. You don't have to suffer. Enter into that grace this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. I want you to do something for me. One more thing. I want you now to recite the tenet with a renewed understanding. Please bring up the tenet. Now. It is a prayer. It is a declaration. It is a prophecy. And it will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. Let's take it together. One, two, three, go. We believe in the God of grace. We rely on the grace of God. So the God of grace gives us his grace always to win the race. Go and win. God bless you. Go and win. God bless you. Go and win. 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 Anytime that you are in a situation and it looks dicey, recite this grace. If you are a child of this house, you are going for an interview, recite this grace. If you are in a difficult situation, recite this grace. If you want something, if you want a door to be open to you, recite this grace. 
and God will open that door for you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you have been blessed this morning, I want you to bless God. Give him a clap offering. Hallelujah.